Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. to connect with us on social media we are on facebook instagram twitter and it's all the same name trend chat 24 7 and thank you for listening in to this program um as i've advertised on facebook and, and all over social media platforms that i just mentioned uh, we have dr kelly ward with us today well tonight as we are doing this live and uh, like I said I definitely want to say again appreciate everyone who will, who is on right now and just want to get through some of the trends that are going on right quick before we get to Dr. Ward but first I want to say I write for politichicks.com and if you'd like to read some of my articles on there, you can just go to politichicks.com slash author slash Brian Bledsoe. 
And speaking of that, Politichicks has a new book out called Politichicks, A Clearing Call to Political Activism, which is out now, available on Amazon and also Barnes & Noble. And right now, Anne-Marie Morrell and um, Morgan Brittany and Sonia Sasser are actually out on a book tour uh, promoting the book. And also, well, I I failed to mention that uh, one of the articles that I um, contributed to in uh, it well is in the book and um, it is the article about my journey to become a national delegate uh, up in Cleveland for the Republican National Convention so uh, it's a, it's a great book all all around I mean it's over 300 pages with articles from uh, a range of different contributors of politics and it's there are 12 sections and actually the where my article is it's part of the uh activism section of the book which is part 12 and it like i say it ranges on a number of issues from whether it's social issues and then there's articles about whether it's healthcare or uh, just overall politics and um yeah i'm trying to go I'm trying to look at it right now actually <laughs> and on religion parenting and education islam and history and so each one of those has maybe six or seven different articles from different contributors talking about a particular subject and so yeah like i said i recommend just picking that up on like I said, on Amazon or Barnes and Noble, and right now, uh, as far as the book tour, right now I think they're in New York and where they was in Washington D.C. and they're going to South Carolina and North Carolina, and probably have some more dates um, coming out in the future. And um, like I said, I really, really am just honored to have anything that I've written in <laughs> in a book. So I'm not going to get back on to what I said before. It just, it is, it is still surreal. I think that's a, the word I tend to use a lot when it comes to a lot of what's going on right now. So, but it's speaking also with, about politics. So we will, we will be on our uh, trend chat. We'll be on politics and probably this week hopefully and on, as of right now we are on the narrative times website and definitely appreciate having um having you know us on to i guess expand our reach so to say and like i said definitely thankful for for them for having us on their website and so i just you know today is 420 now I say it that way. Most, you know, there's a whole section of people who see the day as just another day. It's April 20th, and then there's a whole other section of people who see this as, like I said, it 420. And um, and it's funny. It's really like, like there's one section of people who have no clue about what, like me just saying it. Like why is he talking about the date like this? <laughs> and that's true. I mean, I you know if. If you're not big into marijuana, then you probably don't know anything about what 420 means. 
so I'm one of those people. I don't know anything about 420. I know that it is that it is a. I don't know any history, but all I know is uh, it, to me it's basically a um, national marijuana holiday. That's what it. At least that's what it coming across as. I mean, I don't have a 420 expert on to talk, to talk about it, but um, you know, it's just that I just know of it mainly just because you know from Twitter every year it's like a hashtag 420 like for for a period of time I I didn't even know what that meant I was just like what so and I just kind of glossed over then I guess after so long you keep seeing it kind of then you just google it and then you just say oh okay it has something to do with with, you know marijuana or whatnot and just kind of left it there for me at least you know honestly when I think about you know April 20th I you know it's my sister's birthday so yeah happy birthday Tammy so um that's what I think about when it's come to April 20th. So, but, uh, but that, that is definitely a trend, you know, in the sense of there's a good section of people who are right now, who maybe can't eat, uh, you know, pretty, pretty high right now. So who knows? But, um, uh, also you had, um, if you, I guess if you're into the NFL, the NFL released their schedule earlier th- tonight. And so I guess it's just, you know, the, the people who really are into their teams want to kind of get their predictions together saying, okay, we're going to go either 16 and 0 or 0 and 16. Well, I guess, I guess not too many fans are going to say that their team's going to go 0 and 16 at least. But um, I guess they give them a sense at least also, you know, as far as, <laughs> getting their season, you know, season passes and knowing where they're going to go for away games or whatnot. But so that's, that's kind of what's going on in, in that sense. And also just thinking about next week and uh, I'll be at the NRA annual meetings at the end of the week. And so I probably will be only doing one show on Tuesday and then I'll be in Atlanta uh, for the NRA annual meetings and doing a couple of interviews, actually doing an article for Politichicks. Um, that's uh well, I'll, I'll get more to that next week as far as the articles. It's an article I've been thinking about writing since last year, actually. <laughs> and so now I'm actually going to write it and, and like I said, I will will talk more about that, and also maybe do some, maybe do an interview with the subject of the article that that has to do with the NRA convention um, itself. So, so you know, I was just thinking about it as far as the NFL because I used to, well, I used to be like really into the NFL. I was, well, I was like try to watch all the games and whatnot, and it just seems like a lot of things. It's I've just lost a lot of interest in it, and personally, and I'm not big into boycotts. I'm I'm not a boycott guy myself, and and I'm not saying that because like I feel like something's wrong with boycotting. That's further that's farthest from the truth but 
for me, I just think of it like as a Christian and as a conservative, um, both together, you know, if I truly boycotted um, business businesses or organizations or whatnot because they did something that would be considered blasphemous or maybe or, or just totally disrespectful or towards Christianity or, you know, God or conservatives if i did that i honestly really couldn't do anything i couldn't buy anything i probably couldn't yeah i I basically couldn't do anything because all these companies all these organizations are doing something somewhere in their business that i don't agree with in one way or another so now in the case of where you have a choice then you between maybe like let's say for instance let's go with ice cream <laughs> um i used to be big in the ben and jerry's and for a long time i, I loved ben and jerry's but as i became more engaged in in politics and just and then seeing ben and jerry just being basically left of bernie sanders as far as their liberalism, <laughs> um, I just, it's not, it's not like I went, like I boycott Ben and Jerry's. It just like, as time went on, I just keep seeing, it's almost like every year, every, every couple of months, they was advocating some liberal issue or something like that. Ben and Jerry's I'm talking about. And so, unless, unless I, I was growing less and less interested in wanting to buy Ben and Jerry's to the point now I haven't had Ben and Jerry's in like, I don't know, five or six years, probably longer than that. It's just because I have a choice. So now I love Bluebell. <laughs> and I don't you know, I'm pretty sure maybe Bluebell probably is doing something, something somewhere that I probably don't agree with. But my thing is that when you have a company, especially a company when you have choices, but it's not like you have to eat ice cream in a way. But if there you have something like that where you have a choice and going to, to a, another company for a, the same product, then, you know, it's kind of like I want to go back to an app called Second Vote. I don't know how many many of you know about this app but it's an app i tend to use where they rate companies and organizations you know just based on how they on their on their values i guess and if they're like or a advocate to say for instance like they donate to planned parenthood or something like that or or um, anti second amendment uh, you know, or maybe or pro illegal immigration, something like that. Like they take all those issues and they kind of make a score out of it. And so you can kind of see within an industry, like if let's say, let's say for instance, we're talking about just, just ice cream or something, then you will see that Ben and Jerry's will be at the bottom and Bluebell might will be at least higher than Ben and Jerry's. So uh, I tend to use that app a lot when it comes to knowing which, I guess, which company I would like to spend my money on 
to uh, spend my money on, you know. So I, that's that's kind of what I do. I mean, I'm not saying everyone has to do that, but that's that's something I do as opposed to you know boycotting every single thing. Because like I said, I, if I did that, I I couldn't do I, I couldn't send nothing. I probably I couldn't wear anything unless I had to do everything myself. Put it that way, because I had to make my own clothes, had to ship everything myself, <laughs> or have to um, build my own cars <laughs> and all that, make the parts, all that. I mean, I'm just really getting detailed about that because that's what, how it would go. Because just boycotting one company is not really the it because you have to think about all the other components that come with whether you're talking about one product or you're just talking about a company. Like there's a whole whole litany of other things that come with that one company or with that one product. So anyway, I I, I didn't know I was gonna get too <laughs> this much into a rant about it, <laughs> but um I just just wanted to bring that up because I was just thinking about as far as oh yeah, well I was talking about the <laughs> NFL schedule and just thinking about it. I was like wonder how how do I even got here? But um, but yeah, just you know, in talking about choices and like the NFL, where I've kind of have lost interest, and even something as recent as Colin Kaepernick and what he did last year with the anthem protests and whatnot, and how the NFL, you know, kind of just kind of basically just um, I would say like they was in support. I mean, which. Now let me let me make sure I say this because I just want to before anyone want to say like what what you feel like he couldn't do it now yeah he could it's it's you know that is his right it's also anybody else's right to criticize so and if um someone sees that and and don't want to watch any more NFL games that's their right just as much as anyone that sees it and want to watch NFL games so but. So, like, for me personally, it was just something that kind of just made me not interested in in watching. So I, so I barely watched a lot of NFL because I just didn't care. And that's a lot of times that's that's what happens for me. That I just tend to lose interest where it just slowly get to the point to where where I just I don't care if it's on or not. If it is, I will watch it. It's not like I'm going to go into a bar anywhere if I'm some, getting something to eat or if I'm at a you know, Buffalo Wild Wings or something, and and the game is on. I'm gonna tell them to turn it off. Like I can't look at it or nothing. I'm not gonna be like that. I, I'll watch it if it's on, but I don't go out of my way to watch it now. Really, I just don't care about it. And and you know, this kind of goes back to. I can remember actually when I when I become less interested in the NFL where it started, and just to make sure I let everyone know i didn't really get involved in politics or anything like this until like uh the end of uh, 2007 the beginning of uh, 08 so anything past that i just I, I didn't care at all so so when it came to the nfl my the first instance that i in my mind started losing interest was when rush limbaugh was looking to become an owner of the at that time St. Louis Rams and you had a lot of owners and players coming out against them 
because of that, because basically because he's a conservative, they didn't want him to be an owner because they would bring up all these things he maybe said in the show and they didn't like how he said this or that or whatever. He'll probably bring up what he maybe said when he was with ESPN and talking about Donovan McNabb or whatever, anything. And it's funny, I remember two people in particular, um, Robert Ursay, who was the owner of the Annapolis Colts, and Scott Fajita, I forgot who um, forgot who he played with. But I remember those two in particular because they were so vocal about their, you know, disapproval of wrestling Bob become, uh, to become an owner of the St. Louis Rams. And I definitely remember uh, Robert Ursay to the point because I remember that year I was planning to go on a vacation of sorts in Annapolis. I was going to stay up there for a couple of days and go to a game. And when I heard those comments from Robert Ursay, I canceled the whatever plans I was going to do. Like I haven't set any reservations of bought the plane tickets yet, but I just said, you know, I don't, I don't even want to, I don't even want to go up there and watch a game now just because of that. Cause it was just, it just turned me off. I just didn't care to go no more. And, um, and so, that's why I, I guess that's why I remember him in particular because it kind of changed my whole my vacation plans because I didn't I really at that time I like I don't even want to go to a game to give him any money if he's basically going to say he doesn't like people like me basically or people that um, that like Rush Limbaugh so and, and I mean that's kind of how I feel on a lot of these things so, uh, if if a company tells me through their policies or what or whatnot, or, or kind of like Starbucks saying that, um, in a way, if you are conservative or have these particular values, then we don't want you to drink our coffee, which is fine by me. I don't drink coffee anyway, but it's um, if I'm if a person or you know movie star, or celebrity or whatever, or a company or business make statements like that, then why would I bother, you know? being a customer of yours then because i mean you basically are saying you don't you basically you saying you don't like me so why should i even patronize you <laughs> so anyway that's yeah that, i said that was a long rant and then i went into another rant about the rant okay <laughs> but hey you know this is trend chat so so before i get to um dr kelly ward uh, I, I know so many people are just like, wait, when is it going to get to it? But <laughs> uh, I want to talk about um, a group called the Founding Project. And just um, thinking about where uh, they're, they're getting like all the, uh, everything together right now to launch a website to where they are, to where they say they are going to take civics to citizens and, I'm really looking forward to this to to get started and um, look forward to having some of them on to give a lot more details. Because if you've been listening to this program for the past 22 episodes, <laughs> um, you basically heard me say the same thing about the Founder Project over and over again. <laughs> and I guess people probably like wondering if you have any more details. Well, I, I don't have too many, you know, too many more details than that. But I, when the when the website get going, I would I would guess I have some of them on, and then they would definitely get more in depth as far as 
everything that they're looking to do in the future and what their um, goals are as far as getting, I guess, educating more people on the founding documents and basically having more informed citizens as far as what basically what does it mean to be a citizen of, of this country. So with that being said, it's time. Now it is time to get to my interview with Dr. Kelly Ward. Uh, we recorded this interview a couple of days ago and definitely uh, appreciate appreciate having her to having given her time to speak with us for a couple of minutes and just want to make sure everything is ready to go and here's my interview with Dr. Killer Ward. Hello this is Trent Chat and I'm your host Brian Bledsoe and we are pleased to have Dr. Kelly Ward friend of the show and this is actually her second time on the show how are you doing? Hey, Brian. It's great to be with you. I'm doing great. You know, the weather in Phoenix is perfect, and uh, and I think that the direction our country is going in is pretty darn good, too. Yeah, I, I definitely would agree. And um, actually, given that we are close to, I guess, the end of President Trump's first 100 days, how do you think everything's going so far? You know, I think I think it's going very well. I you know, of course, I think there have been some bumps in the road. Mostly those are the uh, establishment politicians getting in the way of the Trump agenda, from what I can see. And I think that those bumps are going to smooth out, that the Republican Party is going to come together, and that we are actually going to make America great again. At least that's what I hope. That's what I hope. Yeah, I, I noticed still there's been some bumpy um, road as far as, I guess, with the Obamacare replacement plan and and given that you're a doctor, I, ask, I guess I want to ask uh, specifically about that. So yes. do you think we're actually going to get like a re- actual repeal of Obamacare? You know, I, I certainly hope so, because for almost almost a decade, you know, seven years, the Republican Party has been running on full repeal of Obamacare. And, uh, you know, I think that they should have started from the bill that they that they proposed and that they passed through the House and the Senate in 2015 that was vetoed by Barack Obama because that bill was a full repeal bill. It was only 16 pages and it had basically unanimous Republican support. Now, you know, those those insiders, those political elite Republicans who were just using the Obamacare issue as a way to raise money were going to be be exposed. They were going to be exposed if that same bill were put forth. And so that's why we got this crazy plan, the Rhino Care, which is repeal and name only care from from Paul Ryan and the leadership. And so I think that that uh, that they've smartened up on the process, that they're doing more things kind of behind the scenes, but not hidden, but just kind of having those conversations that might be tough conversations um, it, with the other Republicans rather than out in the media. And I think that that's going to be a good strategy for moving forward. Now, do you think as far as with everything that's happened with this whole Obamacare replacement and how it's not going as smooth as many thought, do you think this is going to make it harder as far as any other President Trump's issues as far as maybe border security and um, anything else he's looking to, to do? You know, I think that having these Republican in name only people in office is, is what makes it difficult for, for President Trump to get his agenda through. Because whenever he was out on the campaign trail and he was talking about securing the border and building the wall and stimulating the economy and America first jobs 
and repealing Obamacare uh, and, and making this country safe again, uh, both from the law and order perspective and from the immigration and uh, the national security perspective. All of those things were were lauded, obviously, by the Republican electorate and by the American electorate. And so to see these guys who have been there sometimes for decades stand in the way of what the American people want, I think that that's going to show up in the 2018 midterm elections. We are going to see some changes. Those people that are the swamp dwellers on both sides, Republican and Democrat, are going to be taken out. And come 2019, January of 2019, we are going to we are really going to be able to to accelerate making America great again. And definitely, hopefully, you are a part of that in 2019 because we, um, if anyone doesn't know, Dr. Keller Ward is running for U.S. Senate in the great state of Arizona. And yes, what what is all going on with your campaign so far? You know, the campaign is going great, it, and it, it's great to talk to you, Brian, because you know you have a reach across the entire country, and though people in other states can't vote for me, I can vote for them when I get to the United States Senate. That's the beauty of of, um, of the Senate races. They really have become nationalized and really have so much support across the whole country, but, but of course, condensed and, and concentrated in Arizona because that's where I've got to get the vote and get the vote out. But it's going great. I'm uh, leading in the last poll, leading Jeff Lake by seven points. So uh, I don't want to lose the seat. I want to have a strong Republican uh, in in uh, in as our nominee, so that come come November, we're able to take the Democrat away and keep that seat in Republican hands. I worry Jeff Flake will lose it to the Democrat. Now, um, I don't know if you heard about um, well saw anything as far as the town halls that are going on, especially with um, Senator Flake. Um, did Did you get a chance to see it or hear about any of that? Oh, yes. I, you know, that, of course, the left is kind of orchestrating some of this uh, false faux uh, outrage at these town halls. And I, I actually attended Congressman Biggs. I went went to part of his town hall. And the difference that I saw at Biggs' town hall versus Flake's town hall is that Congressman Biggs has conservative Republican supporters who were there to stand up against those indivisibles and those uh, those political organizers who were there at his rally to disrupt and, and dismay. Senator Flake, on the other hand, only had disruptors because he does not have a strong base of support in the Republican Party, in the conservative part of the party, and in Arizona in particular, because he forgot where he came from. That's that's true, because I'm, I was a part of a town hall in Texas with Representative Pete Sessions, and that mm-hmm. exact scenario happened because he is such a moderate that when yep. the town hall was going on, he had nothing but disruptors and everyone just shouting at him. And the conservatives that were there were also not agreeing because he was for the whole rhino care. Yes, yes. And, and you know, Jeff Flake caved into the pressure, even from a 16-year-old girl. A 16-year-old girl got up and basically demanded that taxpayers pay for her birth control, that that is something that is a right, that the taxpayers should have to pay for that. And, and and he basically caved in and said, yes, you're right. Now, for me, I, you know, I think that if you're going to, you, you know, you're going to need birth control if you're, you, you're, you're having, you know, doing that act uh, and you, you don't want to have a child, then it's for recreation. If, if you do want to have a child, you don't need birth control. And so the government needs to stay out of that arena altogether. 
So if you all had that actual, the same scenario that happened to you, uh, that happened to Senator Flake, uh, how would you respond to that 16-year-old girl? I would have told her, you know, that that, um, that that birth control is only needed if you're going to have recreational sex and that the government does not pay for our recreation. They don't pay for me to go to the beach or to go out on the lake or to go camping or to go hiking. Those are things that I have to pay for myself. And, you know, if, if you're going to want to have a child, then you're going to have, have intercourse and you're not going to need birth control. And so that's why the government should stay out. You know, he caved in about the border uh, about amnesty, uh, uh, about uh, Obamacare and fully repealing it. He caved in again and again and again, which I was surprised that the disruptors um, weren't happier with him because he agreed with them on so much. Well, they they really don't care, <laughs> really. Is that what, that what happened at the town hall for Pete Sessions? Uh, yes. With all those moderate answers that he was giving, I'm like, are y'all really listening to what he's saying? He's actually agreeing with half of what you, with most of what y'all are saying. <laughs> yes, yes, so, uh, it's exactly right. They, they, they. I mean, they really should actually like him because he agrees with so much of what they're they're protesting about. Well, I don't want to keep up too much of your time. I appreciate you. And one personally, I just want to say thank you for, to you and Michael for supporting me and the show. And um, just I just want to thank you for for that support. And hopefully, we I'll get out there and to door knock and help help you out there in Arizona sometime. Uh, well, I thank you, Brian. You're awesome. You are a, a you know just a conservative patriot that really cares about this country. You care about your state. You care about this country, uh, and you care about the direction we're going in. So I thank you for having thank me, for having me on, on here and, and keep, up, keep the up the fight. And I hope and people are looking go, go and, 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 and help me keep up the fight. Kellywood.com. Kellywood and I because I am a conservative champion for we the people. So so keep it up. Keep it up. All right. All right. Thanks so much. And thanks to Kelly Ward for joining us a couple of days ago and. Hope you enjoyed that interview, and I guess that will be all for tonight. I just wanted to say again, thanks for listening in, and just, I know, well, the past, well, this past week has um, been full of trial and error, and, you know, the people are, everyone that's been listening, there are going along with this with me and basically seeing it all happen live for the most part <laughs> and I'm hoping you're noticing progress hopefully <laughs> as I just continue to learn more and more because kind of like on Tuesday kind of not knowing where how to take calls live and how to do a live interview and whatnot and and now understanding that and learning little bits and pieces um, to get to, I guess, to sound somewhat more professional. <laughs> but, uh, you know, y'all are hearing it. Y'all are just on the ride with me, basically. So, and I I just appreciate it. I look at some of the, the I guess, the stats of the show and just, seeing the people who are listening and it's the to see the number of plays and how many are listening to the show and then to see anything more than one 
is still still something I'm shocked by and I'm but I am grateful and look to be here as long as I guess as long as I want really <laughs> um, and I'm definitely having fun doing this it's, even though it's all this trial and error is going on it's, it, every bit of this is fun sometimes it could be a little, little nerve wracking when things don't go exactly right but even that is just a kind of learning from that mistake and then going going on from there so uh, like I said earlier I'll probably only do one show on Tuesday and be focused on uh, what I need to do at the NRA annual meetings and hopefully if you know whoever's listening if you're going to the NRA convention in Atlanta next week uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to meet up and you know, maybe do an interview or something together or something. I don't, I don't know, but um, you know, definitely like to meet up with everyone. You know, even on Facebook, have a, I'm, I think I have like what maybe two thousand some odd friends on Facebook, and I know I haven't met all of them. And a lot of times, I don't know about you. I don't, and I'm finna go into another rant about this. Trust me, but I'm just gonna say this: it's, it is kind of funny when your facebook friends right and a lot of times in if you're conservatives you tend to go to the same event so let's say if it's like cpac or something like that and uh your facebook friends and y'all both at cpac and you you might see that person from a distance and you're like oh i know i think i'm friends with that person and you see them and you thinking to yourself, should I go? Should I introduce myself or should I say something? You kind of know because all you know is from, especially if you haven't been interacting as much on Facebook, like your Facebook friends, but you rarely say anything other than maybe happy birthday, <laughs> if that, you know. And so when you get these situations going at a CPAC or maybe it's like the NRA convention coming up, I know me personally, I've had, it, I've had situations, you know, good and awkward. I can't say it was bad. It was just awkward where I, you know, the awkward one was when I thought I saw someone that I knew from Facebook. It turned out that it wasn't. And that that was an awkward situation where I'm saying their name and they're looking at me and I'm and I'm like, aren't you so-and-so? And they're like, no. I'm like, oh, I, I thought you was. Um, yeah. So that, that, got, that gets kind of awkward. But um. You know, I, I'm i going to keep on doing me in that sense. And normally what I do, if I see someone that I am friends with on Facebook, I don't care if we haven't interacted that much. I still will introduce myself to, hey, um, you know, hey, I'm Brian. Uh, we're friends on Facebook. <laughs> and sometimes when I say that, they're like, oh, we are? They kind of had a look on the face and then like, oh, uh, yeah. So, but it, I guess those awkward situations, in a way, it's just funny. And, you know, those situations can be a story here on Trench Chat, you know. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, like I said, so I guess I will see you all on Tuesday. And until then, I will chat with you later.
Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700.